0: Best case ever. Best case ever.
1: Yes, this is EM Case's Best Case Ever mini podcast series, and I'm your host, Dr. Anton Hellman. anticipation of our upcoming episode on management of the agitated patient in the ED. It's my pleasure to have back on EM cases, Dr. Ruben Strayer. Dr. Strayer, let it rip. Let's hear your best case ever related to the agitated patient. The
0: reason I think this is my best agitation case ever is because it's the one that got me interested in the topic. It's the case that inspired me to spend a lot of hours reading and thinking about how to best manage agitation. I used to work in a hospital that sees a lot, and I mean a lot, of agitated patients. On an overnight shift, it seemed like four out of five patients who came in to this emergency department were intoxicated or psychotic, often both, and many of them brought in by and being held down by teams of police and paramedics. The staff had evolved a strategy for managing them over the decades, and most of the time, this happened with little physician input these patients would come in being held down by five guys, and the nurses and techs would manage them in a fairly uniform way, and the doc often wasn't involved. That's not a critique, by the way. We all agree that the usual effect of adding a physician to a team of experienced nurses is to degrade care. But this patient was really very agitated, and so I walked over uninvited. He was a young man being held down by five guys And man, was he thrashing. And just as I approached, he was being transferred from the EMS transport gurney to our stretcher. And two staff members were standing there with leather restraints waiting. And boom, was the sound of the patient landing on the stretcher. He was a pretty big, strong guy. And I could see why the police and medics had to be really aggressive with him. And they were. They were holding him down hard as our staff put his limbs in these tight restraints. And he was thrashing and thrashing and trying to scream, but couldn't really. because. He had a set of gloved hands covering up most of his face. I remember this very clearly. I was standing there feeling useless, but I felt like I had to do something. I just wasn't sure what. And then I noticed it. I caught a glimpse of some part of his lips, and it took me a second. He was really dark-skinned, but when I focused on it, it was very clear. His lips were cyanotic. And so I said, hey, take your hand off his mouth. Can you take your hand off his mouth? This was long before a lot of attention was being paid to the overuse of police force, certainly long before, hashtag I can't breathe. And the officer I was talking to said, no way, doc, this guy spits. And this seemed totally non-negotiable. And suddenly I had entered this very unfamiliar space. I didn't know what to do. I remember getting very anxious and feeling my own heart pounding, and by a stroke of incredible luck, I noticed a non-rebreather mask hanging right there, still attached to oxygen. It was actually left over from the patient who used to be in that bed, just not discarded. And I grabbed it and said, let me put this over his mouth, and that worked. And he took his hands off, and I slapped the mask on, and the patient took this huge gasp, and I thought to myself, oh my God, he was choking. And a few seconds later, he stopped struggling and said, thank you, in very broken English. Turns out he didn't speak English at all.
1: Wow. So that's an incredible pearl of using an oxygen mask instead of a hand to prevent a patient from spitting on you. We're going to be talking about all kinds of great pearls like that in the upcoming episode on management of the agitated patient in the ED with Dr. Strayer and with Dr. Margaret Thompson.